Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts, and today we've got yet another position breakdown ranking show. We're getting really close to finishing these out. We've got, I believe, two more after this. We've just uh, only have receiver and quarterback remaining, but today we are doing cornerbacks, very talented group, a lot of potential first-round picks amongst this grouping, and even some of the players outside of this top five grouping could very well be selected in the first round. Ryan, Joe. these corners, yes. though. Yes. yes. There's a lot of... I'm just messing with you, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A, so I, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> the, the, uh, the awareness sometimes right now. I'm just giving you a hard That's time. It. No, but the the corners in this class, though, have... Um, there's a lot of really good talent that I think we can go in a number of different ways of who the top guy sure. is. You know, there's there's not really a consensus, I feel, kind of like some of these other position groups where who's the clear-cut number one guy. And I think that, if anything, these lists that we have today might be very far off from one another when we when we reveal Oh, that. some people are going to hate my list, Joe, including probably you. I know you, they will. Probably, I know they will. All I'll say is this, man, is I'm not usually that guy that's like, oh, look at the track record type of thing, but I do do really well with corners historically, man. So just like, just let's just play out a little bit, okay? Just let it play out a little <laughs> bit. I know that there's going to be some people, there's one person that's not on my list that people are going to be like, well, you're an idiot. You're an idiot in the YouTube comments. And just, just let it play out, man. Let well, it play I, out. I know who's not on your list and I know who is on your list that are going to spark the debate the the ire of, of it's, folks it's keely ringo's not on your list and clark phillips is on your list that is going to spark the ire you are correct in one of those things you just said only okay, one though okay don't, only don't one re- don't reveal yes, anything yes. further ryan i will start us off here yes with number five yes. my number five was keely ringo from the university of georgia a little bit of a fall from where i had him is highly ranked as number one at the start of the off se- or at the start of the college football season, rather. The thing with Keeley, and we know that he's a great yeah. athlete, great, great linear athlete, upfield in a hurry, uh, accelerates very, very quickly. Tall corner at six foot two, big build, yeah. you know, big strong kid for his size. I'm almost kind of keeping him where I have him ahead of some other guys because of the physical profile. Yeah. But where I'm turned off by Keely Ringo and why I frankly wouldn't take him in the first round, but I think he might still go at the end of the first round, is his change of direction skills stink. (laughs) He takes way too many steps when he's trying to plant and go and change direction. I think also as a reaction player, does not react very well and is a very slow to react player. He gets beat a lot. He gets burned a lot. He makes up for it sometimes with the speed, but... Those change of direction skills, uh, I think, are going to be possibly a problem in the NFL. And I don't know if it's something something that's totally recoverable because it's how quick are your feet? How quickly can you plant and go? And if that's a physical trait that he can't overcome, that might really hold him back in the NFL. See, I I have similar hesitation with Keely Ringo. And I I mean, look, I don't want to hold on to it too much. He's actually number four on my list, Joe, Keely Ringo. So he's not like super high. 
I've talked about this a ton in the past, though. There's like that weird amount of tall, underdeveloped, athletic corners who are just super raw with kind of their approach to the game. Mm. Keely Ringo is still only 20 years old, will not be 21 until after the draft. And I honestly, Joe, like eh, this might be stupid of me, I guess, or I don't know what the word is, but I think that Keely is still kind of just growing into his body a little bit, man. I think that he is still a player that's still understanding how to what, like what proper steps to take, how to change direction appropriately. Because there are moments where I look at him and I say, like, that was pretty good change of direction for a guy his size. But then there are moments, yeah. I agree with you 100%, where you're just like, man, that is just way too way too slow, just not fluid enough. But I really think that's a lack of understanding right now. You know, like I don't think the mental side is caught up to the physical aspects of Keely Ringo, which is why I still have hope mm-hmm. for him, to be honest. Like I, this is a similar profile, I believe, to like a, a Tyson Campbell that came out a couple years ago, who was a corner that I was admittedly a little too low on. You know, he's a better player. I had like a early three on him. He goes in the second round. He's playing pretty good football for the Jacksonville Jaguars now, right? Like Tyson's a good player. Keeley struggles to find the ball down the field and he struggles to change direction consistently. But I think it's more of a mental processing perspective than it is a physical limitation. I just don't know if it is, man. I think that he is long, 6'1 and and 6'8. So he's 6'2". He's 207 pounds. We know he played at 220 pounds last year, though. And also, I think that you can kind of appropriate that, Joe, is like, why were you 220 pounds? That probably didn't help your change of direction right. as much either, right? But I think that this kid is still incredibly explosive. Maybe you're 436 at 6'2", 207 pounds. Like, this is a really athletic kid who I think is still figuring it out. He's not ready right now, right? Like, he's not. And he's a late first, early second round player for me right now. Not based upon the film, though. Just based upon the upside, because I think he can get there. But ultimately, it's going to be about developments with a guy like Keith Ring. Because I still think he might be a little scheme-specific. Scheme he might be a guy that needs to play cover three, press man, and just be that type of system, right? Maybe some, some press bail would be a good opportunity for him. But I really do think that he has a ton of upside still. So I'm still holding out hope. But, I mean, he did not take the steps from 2021 to 2022 that you want to see. Like, that's the facts of the matter. That's the facts. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, betonline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA. 
uh, especially again during the off season, always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's betonline.ag and use promo code believe 50. It's promo code believe 50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, so here's my one thing with the concern with the change of direction stuff, which is like, it's it's critical. Like you need to be able to plant and go and close down gaps between you and receivers. Like that is what prevents balls from sure. being caught. The, the, the whole deal with him though, is that uh, do we have any change of direction numbers on him? Because like, I, I just do. think he doesn't. Do. Keep talking. I'll find it. His, he takes way too many steps when he tries to cut like he I just see way too many choppy steps there's no just plant and, and accelerate and he's got the acceleration I just really don't think that he is a a quick player I just I don't think he I don't know if he's ever gonna be and maybe him losing that weight and being leaner is going to help mm-hmm. um I'm not totally optimistic though right. I'm not very optimistic I'm opti- optimistic enough to say that he is a, a late first round pick mm-hmm. and I keep I kept him in my top five over some other players um, but I just, I, I would love to know what those change of direction numbers are because I, I don't think we have anything from think, the combine. I just quickly looked it up. I don't think up. he did it. At a pro I don't know day. if we got anything from the pro I don't pro think day. he did it as pro day at all. I don't think he did. Because they probably stink. They're probably not good numbers. Yeah, I mean, so, so Joe, I mean, my question next is, uh, okay, so that makes, that makes him a scheme specific football player, right? But in that scheme, he can still be a good player, don't yeah. you think? I mean, like, yes, maybe he's not a guy that's going to play all yes. man all the time, but like in a press bail system, in a cover three system, he can still play. Like he still be an effective football player. I don't know. Just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. That is fair. Who's who's your number five? The, probably the surprise one. Um, one that you're probably not expecting me to have on my top five. I have Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, who is a oh. player that – Oh. Dude, I like him a lot, Joe. Look, there, the reason I have a number five, because I loved his film, man. I would draft Emmanuel Forbes off of his film in the first round without even thinking twice about it, man. Late first rounds. Wow. I think he's really good, man. Six foot and six ace, so six foot one. 32 and a quarter inch arms. Actually, he has longer arms than Keely Ringo, which is pretty outrageous. 4.35 in the 40. Had like a 39 inch vert. 10.10 in the broad. Good change of direction stuff as well. This kid's explosive athlete, man. And he has really good understanding of what's happening in front of him. Great eye discipline. Really good ball skills. He had like 11 interceptions the last two years at Mississippi State, man. I love his film. So much from a coverage perspective because he changes direction well. He's fast. He's fluid. And I think he's got great eye discipline. A lot of what he is reminds me of Darius Slay when he was coming out of Mississippi State. Like similar-ish profiles here. By the way, worst comp I've ever seen. All due respect to Lance Zerline because I do respect the work he does. But he compared him to Cameron Dantzler on the profile I saw of him. No. But anyway, back to back to Emmanuel Forbes. The only reason I have him at number five, Joe, because honestly, I wanted to put him a little higher on this list. The only reason I put him at number five is 166 pounds right now, man. That's not. Yeah, that's a problem. That is a problem. You're right. But man, he just needs to get about 175 and I'm good to go, man, because he's never going to be a great tackler. I don't care about the tackling. Yeah. But man, he is an incredibly high upside coverage player on the next level. He can play off man. He can play zone. He can do a little bit of everything, and he makes plays on the football, man. I love the coverage ability of Emmanuel Forbes. Absolutely love it. I think that 175 is still too light. I, I think to play football at the professional level, you got to be 180 pounds, especially at over – what did you say? He's 6'2"? He's, no, he's, he's almost 6'1", six 6'8". Six six I I don't know, man. That's, that's just really freaking light. So, like, that's where I'm at with him is the weight. 
Like I, the, the guy's got to put on weight. I and then that- now the cause for concern is if you put up 15 pounds, how much does he slow down? Oh, I mean, I mean, you're slowing down four, three, five to what? Four, four flat. Like I'm good with that still, you know, <laughs> it's not like he, That's it's true. not like he ran four, four, seven at 166 pounds, right? Where you're like, now he's going to be a four, five kid. Like, okay. He's four, four, five flat. I mean, four, four flat instead of four, three, five. Like I'm still good there, man. I'm still good on that one. I mean, I can get behind it. I just, again, the weight thing is, is a little I, I, scary for me. But to put him at five, I mean, I, I totally get it. I know that, that Forbes was one of the most productive players in the SEC last year, and I don't think got enough love until the draft he, cycle here is my Here's a take I have, Joe, and I, I don't know if you agree with this, and I, I look forward to hearing it if you agree or disagree on this, honestly. He's in the conversation with Christian Gonzalez, in my opinion, as being the best natural cover player in this class. Coverage instincts combined with movement skills, combined with ball skills. He has all those together, mm. man. Like, I don't know if any other corner really in this class has has those traits together. Now, we'll talk about other players that have different other traits that kind of assimilate things together. That's maybe a more well-balanced product, which is why Emmanuel Forbes is a little lower on the list. But just from a pure coverage perspective... I think that kid has everything that you look for to say that guy, that kid could be a high level cover man at the next level. Well, I was not expecting the Emmanuel Forbes pick. I actually don't think a lot of people will hate that. Um, but we already know who your number four is. Yes. We know who my number five yes. is. My number four, yep. Ryan, is Deontay Banks from Maryland, who I really like what Banks brings to the table. I think that he is a very elite linear athlete, which we found out from his combine testing. He is very fast upfield. I think he's got really good change of direction ability as well, which is, again, a very critical thing for a corner is how well do you plant and go? And I saw uh, a lot of just ease with him being able to do that. And he's somebody who's he's just so fast and his feet are so quick that he's one of those guys that can stay step for step with uh, a lot of a lot of receivers for the most part. The one thing that I have a little concern with Deontay Banks, but I still like him. And we know that this trait doesn't scare me off because of somebody I have ranked higher that we know from previous episodes is that he's a bit grabby. He's a physical player. He's not afraid to be physical, which I kind of like with corners. Like I like guys that aren't, aren't willing to, to get their nose dirty because if it's, it's hard to reel that in, Mm -hmm. but if you can reel it in, I think that you can produce results. But that grabbiness, he did get flagged for it a couple times. There was a play against Ohio State where he grabbed the hell out of Marvin Harrison Jr. There was a play against Michigan State where he got away with it and very clearly grabbed the receiver. But um, I think he's got everything, man. I I think this is a first-round corner, and and after what he did at the combine is – it's pretty good proof of it. No, I think I think Deontay just narrowly missed my list. I have a cornerback six. Uh, we'll talk about a guy that I have a cornerback seven that is you're probably going to hate, absolutely hate that I ha- don't have him on my list. But I I really like Banks, man. I mean, six foot, one hundred ninety seven pounds, tested out of the world, right? Grabby is one conversation piece, right? The other part, mm-hmm. Joe, that just worries me a little bit is I. <laughs> I don't. I think he's a good athlete overall, right? Like I think he's really good in some areas, but I don't think he quite plays quite as athletic as what his tests say. Like I mean, I didn't see four three mid on tape. I saw four four something, which is still fine. Like it's not like he's a bad athlete or anything, right? I just yeah. think that maybe we're overinflating the athleticism a little bit on him, just because I, I don't know if I quite see that athlete on film. Still a very good athlete, but I'm saying like he tested like an elite athlete, and I just don't know if I see elite athlete on film. 
That's fair. That's fair. Who do you have as your so you gave your number four. Yeah. Give me your number three now. Who you Clark got? Phillips, baby. Utah. I man, I know Wow, you are high. I on love him. Dude, you are high on him. Take Clark Phillips in the first round and don't overthink this one, guys. Like I, I understand why people are hesitant. He's five nine. 184 pounds, which is hysterical that he's 18 pounds heavier than Emmanuel Forbes. That's absolutely hysterical when he's <laughs> three inches shorter. Um, By the way, you put together the like the total physical outlier list for for this right here. I, I did continue. not. I did not. Um, Clark, Clark, <laughs> dude, I love Clark, man. I know again the size, not the longest arms of all time, seventh shortest since 1999 according to Mock Draftable. Every year, Joe, you hear me talk about betting on outliers, right? And how it's not a wise thing. And it's not. Because usually, the history, the data tells us betting on outliers is usually a bad idea. It's usually a bad idea. Mm -hmm. For me, this is one of the exceptions I'm making this year. This is one of them. Because I think the film is just fantastic, man. I mean, that comes down to it, right? Yes, he might play majority of nickel on the next level. He might play, you know, I think he can play outside in a pinch, but I also think that he's going to be a guy that can play inside and can play outside to a degree. It can be a little bit of an interchangeable piece, but regardless, I think this kid's going to be an excellent football player at the next level, right? So yeah, he might never be Christian Gonzalez as being the number one corner playing in the boundary and being a consistent number one corner on the next level, right? But Clark Phillips is going to be a pro bowl level nickel who can also play on the outside, in my opinion. Like, I think he's that good. He's physical, no issue tackling, best understanding of the game of football of anyone that I have on this list, man. He sees the game at an advanced, nuanced level. He sees it so well. He's competitive. Despite him not being the biggest guy in the world, I would beg people to show me a clip on film of him against a bigger Mm -hmm. receiver where it gave him a problem. Show me it. It doesn't show up on film. It doesn't. He's competing against bigger receivers, and he's outplaying them for the football consistently. This is very Brent Grimes-ish, in my opinion, Joe. Like, you remember Brent Grimes? Like, Brent Grimes was 5'9", but every taller corner they ever put on him never gave him issue, man, because he was so smart, so intelligent, and he was springy. I think Clark Phillips can be an eraser at the next level on the inside, and I think he could play outside. I, I, I love Clark Phillips' game. I like Clark Phillips. He did not make my list, but here's where I stand on him, Ryan, plain and simple. I can't value a guy who is projectable primarily inside in my top five. I just, I just can't. And like, I don't know if I'm willing to position, man. That's a starting position. It is, but I don't know if I'm drafting somebody in the first round. That's fair. At as, as a nickel corner, when I'd rather spend the pick on somebody who is more likely to play outside and. That's just the only reason why I put Banks and and Ringo ahead of him. He would have been number six for me okay. if, if I went with this approach. I, I I agree with everything that you said, and I think that he's going to be he's going to jump into the league, and he's going to probably turn out to be like a top five nickel corner. Oh yeah, like he's that good football player for him to bump inside to nickel. It's just that position is I'd value the outside corners before I would start. I- ranking and valuing. I think that value of nickel is going to start to change here, Joe, because I mean, most people don't talk about this, but Jalen Ramsey played more inside last year than he did play outside. Like that position started to become more and more valuable. Jair Alexander is now a starting nickel corner in the NFL as one of the best corners in, in the national football league. Like that position I think is, but I agree with you in the sense, and this is indisputable. You cannot dispute this. No one else out there can dispute this. 
the valuation from an NFL draft perspective is not quite caught up to the nickel position yet. Like it's becoming more valuable in the NFL, but teams aren't drafting nickel super high. So I, I understand what you're saying there and I get it. I'm just, man, I just, everything about his game, I just watch and I say, guy's going to do it, man. Like he's going to make it happen. You know, like I, I just, I don't want to be the one to, to doubt Clark Phillips. I just don't think that's going to be a wise thing when it's all said and done. That's it. That's fair. My number three is Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Um, wow. wow. Wasn't as high. Well, we already knew this coming in that I wasn't as high on him as everybody else was. He tested really freaking well. Yes. Very explosive athlete. Yes. Great acceleration. What I still remain with and did, I don't know if he has come or his pro day, he gave us any change of direction numbers. I shall get it. Not as bad as Keeley. But where I was a little hesitant on Christian Gonzalez was that ability to change direction. And this is a tall, big corner. You know, these taller, leggier guys are not going to transition as easily as a guy like Devin Witherspoon, who is a little bit smaller than him. Like that guy is going to be a much more fluid mover than Christian Gonzalez. What you do get with Christian Gonzalez is a fantastic tackler, yep. a really strong, big athlete that does really well in, in press situations. All that stuff is is fantastic. And just because I value him at three doesn't mean I don't value him high. Mm-hmm. This is a top 25 pick in my eyes. At the very minimum, he's probably going to be top 15 if there's an eventual run on corners that happens early. Yep. Uh, but the change of direction stuff, I'm just a little bit wary of, and I'm a little bit hesitant to, to go full fully in on him because of that. I think Gonzalez is going to end up being the first corner off the board. I really do. I just probably I, I think it's going to happen. I'll, I'll say this, Joe. I think we were in similar boats. I wasn't quite as high as what other people were on Christian Gonzalez. But the one great thing that we don't give enough credit to with the measurements and the and the measurables aspect of it, the testing, is that sometimes it makes you go back and watch again, right? And mm. I it, admittedly. I got way too hung up on the first couple games of the season this past year that I watched. I got way too hung up because I felt like he was lacked physicality in pass coverage in those football games, the ability to counteract size. And I felt like he just wasn't comfortable with what he was doing. Down the stretch of the season, I see it a lot more, man. I see it a lot more, which is why he's number two for me. I, I see it a lot more with Christian Gonzalez. I think he does change direction better than I initially anticipated. I think he's a better athlete than I originally anticipated. And I just think that he has a really smooth profile, man, where he can play some man, he can play some zone. I I think that during the course of the season, because he's another kid that's only 20 years old. He's not going to be 21 until after the draft. I think he's another one that was just getting, just starting to get it during the season. And down the course of the season, the last few games, I thought he was pretty dang good. So I, I've kind of turned the corner on him a little bit. I'm still not cornerback one quite high. I'm not top 10 pick quite high on Christian Gonzalez, mm. but I get it though. I, I get it now. I forgot that you're a Joey Porter hater. So my number two <laughs> yeah. is Joey Porter Jr. Oh. from Penn State. Look, look, huh. Ryan. I thought, he, I thought I, he was going to be number one for you. I thought he was going to be number no, one No, 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 yeah. no, no. I, I'm a big, big Devin Witherspoon fan as well, yeah. but I love Joey Porter Jr., dude. His – he, what was it? 35 inch arms was what he came into the combine with. 34. 34. Yeah. Dude, come on, man. That is, <laughs> it's is a ridiculous it's number. Yeah. And I understand the concern. Like, I get it. Guys with these like massively long arms uh-huh. aren't always going to have total control of that. Uh-huh. But what I get with Joey Porter, uh-huh. tall, uh-huh. stupid length, stupid length. Stupid length. And when he Go uses out. it, 
very disruptive at the catch. He is point. makes a lot of plays on the foot. Can I say one thing before you finish, man? Yeah, he is. He has a longer wingspan than Peter Skaronsky. You can continue. I know. I get it, man. I get it. It is. It is bonkers. And I, I the, our lists are like the complete opposite, which is usually not typical here, where yeah. you're you've got the physical outliers and you're explaining why, and I'm just like, f it, big big <laughs> ass dude, long arms. He moves really well for his size uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. Again, the grabbiness stuff, and I know that you're afraid of the grabbiness. Uh-huh. I, I, if I think if he reels it in, this is this is an elite corner. Oof. This is an elite corner. There, we were just before we started taping, Ryan. Yeah. We were going through the list of guys that mm-hmm. were under. We were looking at Clark Phillips yes. as an example, and we were looking at 29 inch arm guys yes. that have succeeded. And there's a fine list, and I would be curious, and we can do it after I'm doing it right now to look up the <laughs> list of guys that have over 34 inch arms that have have succeeded in the NFL. Because I would argue that is a very rare trait to find, and if you can move at least decently well. Mm-hmm. It should produce pretty good success because of the advantage it provides you. I had the number, Joe. I already have it, man. That's okay. how quick I am. Joey Porter Jr. has the fifth longest arms since 1999 of any corner. Who's longer? Julius Brents, who's coming out of Kansas State this year. Okay. Israel McQuamu came out of South Carolina. Brian Jackson out of Oklahoma. And DeAndre Hall out of Northern Iowa. Who uh, was it? Was there any big names hovering around that spot? Um, after that, just narrowly under 34 is Chucky Brown, Jonathan Banks, Demetrius McRae, uh, Xavier Rhodes. There you got one. Ah, uh, there we go. That's Derek Thomas, <laughs> Byron Maxwell. I guess you can take that one if you want. Sean Wade. Cool. Mm. Uh, it's not. It's not the best list, man. It's not the best list. Joe, look. Okay, I, go ahead. I go ahead. Point, it, pick man. me apart. I get it, no, it, no. Just, I'm not gonna go. look. Why? Why are having long arms so important? Right? It's to play outside of your frame, right? To reduce that space to play outside. I don't think he plays very well outside his frame, which is just weird to say for a guy that has 34 inch arms. I think okay. he's very grabby. He. I'm gonna say this name, and people are gonna hate me. It's fine. He gives me, and they're not the same type of player, but he gives me C.J. Henderson vibes. Man, I get some serious. Serious C.J. Henderson vibes. C.J. was so physically gifted, long, athletic, explosive. He sucked down the football field, man, and he grabbed everybody, and he couldn't consistently counter physicality, but not counter physicality as in lack of physicality because Joey Porter Jr. is physical, but I think he's overly physical is the point. Like I don't think he understands how to subtly do things. Everything is just – But I would rather – but Ryan, I would rather, and, yep. and you ask any football coach this, they always say to you, I'd rather you make a mistake at 100 miles an hour sure. than than not make one at all. Sure. And I think with a guy like that, it, it's uh, it's not as important a thing with a corner as it might be for a defensive end, Like, which is why people are high on Adeo Debar, a defensive tackle who goes a million miles an hour but doesn't really know what he's doing. Uh-huh. I think with Joey Porter is that if he's showing that physicality and that intent, it is easier for me as a football coach to want to reel that in sure. than for me to try and invigorate somebody who does not have. But it. it's easier to it's easier to reel in because I agree with you. It's better to reel someone in than try to get something out of someone that they don't show on film, right? But reeling someone in is, hey man, let's not let's not late hit this guy when he's falling to the ground. Let's not. He's got the dog. Let's in not him. yap to this dude after the play and get a fifteen yard penalty. Holding down the field, 
I think is I don't think he trusts his abilities down the field, man. I think that's what it comes down to. CJ Henderson was the same problem, man. From a prototype perspective, if you said draw up a corner in the NFL, it would look like CJ Henderson, man. He's six foot plus, runs with the four threes, had long arms, but he wasn't good. I, I that's what I feel about Joey Porter, man. I think that he has a no. shot in a specific system, but these guys worry me. So I'm out. I'm out on. I'm out on him. I'm out. Last guy third, that we both clearly third have. round grade on Joey Porter Jr. Oh, you're such a hater. Yeah. You're such a hater. Got, I know man. that we're both fans though of Devin Witherspoon, yeah. which I don't know if we determine for sure if it's it's Devin. I don't know. De- Devon, Devin, one of the two. <laughs> okay, let's get let's guess that it's Devin yes. because I still am yet to hear it in a consistent what which yes. one it is. So Devin Witherspoon, yep, the Illinois co- corner. Who is a little bit on the smaller side, who was listed at five foot eleven, one eighty one. Yep. But oh my God, can my man move? Mm-hmm. My man Witherspoon moves so easily. Yep. So easily. Great linear athlete. Very fluid hips. Uh, it's goofy watching him just like open up and transition. Like it's it's nothing. He doesn't lose any speed. He doesn't lose uh, anything when he's cutting down space. He cuts down and plants and goes way better than anybody that I, I've seen in this class. And I, that's where I am so juiced up watching a guy like this. I know that he's not massive, no. but his athletic traits eliminate any concern of of any physical size. I think the other thing too yep. that firmly places him for me at number one is the ball skills. Like he comes up and he knows he knows how to impact the ball at the catch point. Like he just knows how to get away with stuff yep. and knows where he needs to position himself. He checks every box. I love Devin Witherspoon. I think he might even end up being a top 10 pick when it's all said and done. I think he should be a top 10 pick. I mean, he's cornerback one for me as well, obviously. 5'11 and a half, 31 plus inch arms, 31 and a quarter. He has the same arm length as Keely Ringo, which is pretty wild to think about as well. Skinnier kid, like you said. He's only 181 pounds, but I mean, is play strength an issue for you on film? It's not for me. So, like, I don't really care that he's 181 pounds. This is this is the point blank period to me on Devin Witherspoon, Joe. It's point blank, man. You just said that someone else had the dog in them. Devin Witherspoon is a dog, brother. And you cannot it's hard to quantify, but this kid is physical as all heck. At the line of scrimmage, at the catch point, as a tackler, this kid comes up with bad intentions. I love Devin Witherspoon. I think he's a top ten player in this class. I think he should go in the top ten. Change of direction skills are good. Long speed is is good, sufficient, like checks boxes. But more than anything, man, this is that kid that can literally follow anyone outside or in. Wherever you want to line up, he can go do it. He could be a starting nickel in the mm-hmm. NFL if he wanted to. He could be a really good one at it too because he can tackle like no other in this cornerback class. But he can also play outside, and he can do it at a high level. I love Devin, man. Like, Don't overthink this one, guys. I know he has a run of 40 because he's been banged up or whatever, but like – could not care less. This kid, he's got to be a low four three guy. Oh, I, I don't that know about was that. What I, was, I, was, I was saying four four mid, uh, four four four, four four five, somewhere in that ballpark. I'd say. Yeah, may, maybe I'm a little more optimistic. But his, I, I would love to know his change of direction. Oh, uh, change of direction would be very good. Yeah, they'd be very good. They, they'd be silly. Yeah. That's good enough to wrap us up on at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We've got receivers, which I know is going to be a very, very, uh, very big debate yes. over. <laughs> our rankings for them. Uh, Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out. We'll be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your week. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.